Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. Lindergaard making Boris backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Hello and welcome to the Glovers cast off the back of a 0-0 draw with Taunton Town in the FA Cup and a replay that nobody wanted by the sounds of things except perhaps Taunton Town fans. Uh, here to talk about Saturday is Mr. Ben Barrett. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon and good day. And back on the podcast after a chat last week building up to the game is Mr. Rich Wilcox-Smith. Welcome back. Good evening, guys. How are we doing? Yeah, not, okay, not I think. <laughs> not bad. <laughs> okay, I mean, you you tell us how we should be feeling, I think. I mean, you are the the man that was in attendance of the three of us um, at the FA Cup match, albeit in the wrong end. And have I seen a video of you shushing Yeovil Town fans? <gasps> yeah, I want to explain this. Because <laughs> basically, due with the halftime um, entertainment, uh, as the ball... That's a, Basically, there was two inflatable Thatcher's apples they got out for a relay race to go all the way around the pitch, starting from the away end, down to the Thatcher's terrace, uh, down to the corner flag by the Shrewfit stand, along, all the way along, back again. And that, at the time, was the rules. But it kind of seemed as though that the confusion was where the actual race ended. So the point of me actually shushing someone in the crowd basically who's my hair colour, being ginger, <laughs> uh, I got a little bit of abuse. And obviously, 
Yeah. Roman <laughs> rocked me a little bit. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. We can see why Jordan Barnett reacted. Yeah, you can. <laughs> <laughs> well, fair enough. Who won the well, race? Out of yeah, interest. That, I mean, that was it sounds like that was the most entertaining thing of the weekend. Uh, yeah, I think the Oval fans won it, definitely, 100%. Uh, because we got confused uh, where, the, <laughs> where the race was going to finish. One minute it was a halfway line, then the next minute it was uh, back at the Thatcher's end. So a uh, bit of confusion. I'll say this. If you've got a Thatcher-sponsored halftime event, I would end it at the Thatcher stand. Yeah, that would make for sense. Brand, for branding purposes alone. That would yeah. make sense, to be fair. But if, if Yeovil Town win the halftime event, I think... Nobody wants a replay. I think that should count as yeah. the way we progress through. So, congratulations, Yeovil. We're through. That's it. Get in. That's all we Sorted. need. That's all we need. Dealt with it. Who needs goals? Just win the halftime Thatcher's Apple Ball race. That's how Thatcher's we. That's how. Ball. That's how we should settle all draws in the FA Cup this season. Yeah, especially in the before you get to the proper rounds. No, no, all levels. All of them. All okay. of them. Yeah. So if we draw Man United in the third round when we eventually reach it, yep, yep. Do you think players should do the racing of the apples? No, no, no. Ronaldo no. up against Ben Richards Everton. No, I think they no. should definitely do fans, fans still because okay. if the players aren't good enough to get through, fans have got to step up and and do it for them. It'd be mm, good, good okay. to see a little race between that uh, Manchester United guy who does uh, all the videos on uh, TikTok and YouTube and. Um, Goldbridge, oh, that's the guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's a Nottingham Forest fan, isn't he? Like, well, he just doesn't admit it, apparently. apparently. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I feel like we're avoiding something we are, here again. We are, that we're doing that thing that we do, yeah. The elephant in the room is that, um, well, hang on, let's start with the good news. We're in the hat. good news, oh, okay, yeah. The bad news is so we're taunting. <laughs> So by the time people are listening to this, we will be hours away from some former FA Cup winner pulling ball number sixty-five out of the uh, out of the out of the bag, out of the eternal basket of FA Cup shenanigans, and placing us against somebody else. Which is a good thing. It's a good thing in the hat. Okay, that's I'm the really, positivity. I'm re- I'm that's really the positivity trying. out the way. I am really <laughs> trying here. Rich, tell us what happened on on Saturday. Um, I don't know, break it up into first half and second half, if you like. What was the most memorable thing <laughs> other than halftime? Um, it sounded very much one kind of one-way traffic in the first half. It felt that Taunton hit the bar, didn't they? I think it was a a match that, you know, it didn't really sound like Yeovil were in it very much in the first half. Yeah, to be fair, um, the first half, Taunton came out of the blocks firing. Um, Yeovil because went out the races. Um, first four or five minutes, I think uh, Taunton had possibly two or three goals on target, uh, shots on target, sorry. Um, Ross Stern hitting the bar, which was a saving grace, really, for the back four. Um, yeah, because I just couldn't believe how slow Yeovil were to, to react. I don't think... It was kind of a similar story to the Weymouth game last year, to be fair. Um, I think they didn't arise to the occasion at all. You know, what the fans wanted, local derby... Um, yeah, I guess slow to react. Um, it probably took about honestly, it took about into the 46th minute, really, for Yeovil to really kick start after, after the half time. After half time, yeah. off, yeah, 
Maybe they I mean, were just inspired by the halftime entertainment. Thought, what, if, what if they can do it? <laughs> so can we. Yeah, some taunton, some guy from Taunton shushed the, the fans down the pitch. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> that riled them up big time. So, um, yeah, so into that sort of second half, yeah, certainly sounded like, yeah, we, we got a little bit more stuck into it and um, had a good couple of good opportunities maybe, although at the same time, you know, all the talk after the matches, nothing going forward, wrong decisions in the final third and, you know, everyone's yeah. moaning about us needing strikers still. The, the thing was, I said to Dave in the preview on Thursday, it's going to be one of those games where Taunton are great at defending, but can't score. Yeovil, great at defending, can't score. It's going to be one of those games where literally, if there was going to be a goal, one goal would win it. Um, but to be honest with you, we could be we could be still playing tonight and no one would have scored. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if they used the bigger uh, Thatcher's balloons, they might have scored. But hey, <laughs> easier to save though. Easier to save, surely. Got to be true. Um, true. One word that I seem to—I mean, I, I only listened. Um, one word that keep, kept coming to my mind was was confidence or a lack thereof in Yeovil Town's players. Are did you see anything in in the Yeovil Town squad of heads dropping? Did confidence start to wane? Because I felt like there was there was huff, there was puff, but we didn't even come close to blowing the house down. To be honest, I think the one I noticed uh, definitely in the second half was um, Matt Worthington. His head, just, because obviously he's like our mainstay player, um, he knows that we could do better, like most of the fans do. And it was just the fact that he had no, no end product. There was nothing in front of him. Um, don't get me wrong, Charlie Wakefield, love him to bits, great player. I know you shouldn't fall in love with footballers, but He's uh, he's just not a striker. I like you know he's he's our star man on the wing. He's not, in my opinion, he's not a striker. And one thing that I was really because I was thinking this when driving up to the game yesterday, are we going to make changes or are we going to stick with the same side that we that beat Solihull? Honestly, I was thinking that we should have at least had Will Bues in goal, um, maybe given Ollie Hayes the chance. Scrimshaw a chance up front. Um, but going back to, going back to your question, um, yeah, it was just whether it was the fact that Taunton basically prevented um, the strikers getting anything out of it, because there was nothing in the final third. Literally, we were shooting from outside the box and it was just going wayward. That's all we all could be res- resorted to. Yeah, I, was, uh, I was looking at numbers via my slightly questionable in-play um, availability on on a on my works website and we had considerably more shots on goal than Taunton down mm. but we actually had less shots on target we had one on target in the full 90 minutes but had nine off target we were quote dangerous attacks we had nearly twice as many as Taunton but it just feels like the end product has just disappeared and, and, and I kind of wanted to I was going to ask you about the team news actually because it's interesting you talk about having um, changes, but Yeovil were playing a team from the division below and it would have been a, an easier chance, and I mean this with no great disrespect to, to Taunton, an easier chance to roll the Jake Scrimshaw dice, 
to say, okay, this opposition is probably not going to be as high a quality as you might face against Solihull, maybe potentially against Oldham next week. Um, here's your chance. Here's your chance. We don't get reserve games. We don't get too many games against lower league opposition. So I was slightly surprised to not see any changes from the Solihull game, but I do understand the, if it isn't broke, don't fix it theory. And that was a, a chance to build something in the way of momentum, but it's a decision that looks like it may have backfired a bit. Well, I think so. Yeah. Um, Cause it was quite funny, actually where I was stood in the away end when Scrimshaw came on, um, a few of the, my mates who I was stood with said, oh, hang on, Scrimshaw's coming on. He's had Premier League experience. You know, he's trained with Bournemouth. He, is he something to worry about? And I said, well, we haven't really seen him. And to be honest with you, I said, I expected him to start. Um, and yeah, there were flashes from him in the few minutes he was on. Um, but yeah, I think we need to see. I Honestly, I thought the front two yes, yesterday would have been Torre and Scrimshaw up front. Torrey was banned. It's worth noting he's not. He he is available for the replay, but he wasn't available yesterday. He wasn't available for the first tie. Was the third of his uh, suspension. But I, I actually that might lead us on to sort of a question later on about the the replay and the availability of Torrey and how much of an important asset he might end up being. So save that, save that comment, save that thought. We'll talk about that when we talk about the replay um, a little bit later on. But it's it's strange, isn't it? And I was reading your conclusions actually, and. I think we're touching on a little bit here of there's no plan B. And um, it feels like we've got a plan A that I think we can all pretty much say is plan A. We all know what it is. But talk to me about how Yeovil tried in the final stages as Taunton got a bit deeper and as Taunton sort of shut up shop. What were Yeovil trying to do to unlock the door? Because... Um... One thing I definitely noticed, because it's a weird thing. Normally, like from the when watching from the Thatcher's end, I, I don't really notice it that much. The the width of the pitch, just from the away end, looked different. I don't know. I don't know how. <laughs> strange, strange as it sounds, I know. But you play on a cone, like a cone shape. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. But honestly, the the, the, the pitch at the, the Signet compared to um, Wordsworth Drive, we'll call it stupid commercial name <laughs> <laughs> um yeah the pitch at taunton has been narrowed and obviously compare that to what it was yesterday that's what yeovil tried to do i think they tried to they used the width better in the second half um because that's what taunton weren't used to they're not they're not used to playing with width the taunton's taunton strength is not the ball long towards our attackers and that's it from yeovil's point of view um they had the pace, they had uh, the fitness as well. And that definitely showed in the second half. Um, even with Fisher coming on, um, I think Worthington was also trying to get forward a bit, a bit more as well. And he was having efforts and that were going high and wayward, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, it was, I think, honestly, Taunton settled for the draw at half time. If you take nil nil, I would just sit on it. And that's. Um... Not the F word. I tried not to use it. <laughs> you know, if, if that's if you felt that that Taunton were sat back and then that Yeovil have not been able to break them down as they've tired. Um, I know, you know, after the match, Chris Hargreaves has said, Oh, you know, we've got no divine right to 
you know, think we can roll teams over and, you know, the team had a lot of ex-pros in it and a lot of lads that have played at a decent level. But you think if, if you're saying there that, you know, they, they've settled for the draw at half time, we've got to do more. We've got to do more and, and break them down and use, like you said, use that width. I, you know, obviously I wasn't there yesterday. Um, but it just sounds so far from what happened against Solihull where we, we played really well and, yeah, and we used the width and we, you know, Troy Johnson had loads of chances and, you know, I know we, we had Lawson Diath in that game. It sounds like we might have missed his um, brain in the middle of the pitch a little bit. I certainly, when you talk about Worthy on the, on the radio, that was one of the things that I kept picking up that Matt Worthington was looking frustrated at not having people damn it. Um not having people in front of him to pass the ball to or um yeah, and I just I don't understand how we can be so inconsistent. Like it th- there is this pattern. And even, you know, playing the same team bar, I think Morgan Williams had to start, didn't he? I, I forget yeah. who was oh Sam Pearson was wing back, wasn't he, the game before. So you know, if we're going to attack on, if we're going to try and attack out wide, then it feels silly to put it Gus Morgan looked, Williams out there. It just looks so different from last Saturday to yesterday. Yeah. It, honestly, because I thought after the win against Solihull, I thought, yeah, great. Uh, that's going to bring a uh, spring into our step. Uh, and Honestly, I thought, yeah, we, we could, Yeovil could win this game. I thought, I thought going into the game, if we if Torrance came away with a draw out of this, great. Um, but yeah, it was just so hot. So I'm not going to try and say the f word, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else to describe it as. Honestly, it's 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 a it's a really tough one to take. I think off the back of the Solihull game because. I think we were all very positive after that and thought, you know, this is a, a corner turned because we played well. It wasn't like the Dagenham win where we were backs to the wall and scraped it, you know, scraped through by the skin of our teeth. It's, you know, it was, we were comfortable against Solihull. We looked like things finally clicked and we were, you know, happy with it. But I don't know. And I don't want to reduce it to, you know, we had to play Morgan Williams at right wing back. But if you're going to focus on attacking down the wings, you don't... <laughs> He's a centre-back. <laughs> or a right-back. Like, do you know what I mean? And we're having the same conversation every week. Groundhog Day, isn't and it? And I'm just yeah. sick of it. I'm sick of wing-backs. <laughs> I'm sick of uh, square pegs in round holes. And now I think this game going in on Tuesday has become a much more slippery banana skin because I think it is going to be a horrible night. It is going to be an awful place to play, having been there on a couple of the last two preseason friendly games. The yeah. pitch is all wonky. Uh, we never seem particularly comfortable on it. And I just think it is it is we are going to be very fortunate to get out of that one. I really, I really feel that way. And I'm ah, the let lucky me, 300 or however many are getting tickets. <laughs> let me, let me, let me make two points here. I think the thing that first 
Nope. <laughs> careful. Self-edit there. Self-edit. The thing that um, annoys me is that all the talk after the Solihull game was momentum. Now we can go and get a bit of momentum. Now we can go on and try and do something, you know, and the opportunity to show a nice, comfortable 1-0 win, back it up with maybe a couple of goals, but good, positive feeling. Going to Oldham, we got Charlton away in the FA Cup. Lovely, jubbly, beautiful. Thank you very much. And that would have been a lovely bit of momentum. And suddenly that all comes grinding to a halt with an almighty slap in the face at not being able to beat Taunton Town. And I'm, I feel like I'm doing Taunton Town some serious disrespect, actually. And I'll come to you, Russ, in a minute, actually, about Taunton. So I do want to give them some sort of mention here. Um, and uh, I think I think the point you guys have made, because you two have obviously been to um, Wordsworth Park. Wordsworth Park? Wandsworth? Wordsworth? Wordsworth Drive. Wordsworth yeah. Drive. The yeah. Signet Healthcare Community Stadium. Drop Other, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you, talk about, you talk about the pitch being narrow and a bit wonky. What's the one thing you don't want to do on a narrow pitch? I don't know. Play wing backs. <laughs> you probably haven't got the room, so you're probably going to have to play a little bit more central anyway. So actually, it probably lines up to be a little bit more 4-3-3 three, 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 or 3 and properly pack the middle of the pitch and, and really sort of get everything centralised and play play your proper f- sort of target front men. I think Jimmy Torre is an absolute shoe-in to come in. Um, so those are the two things I want to say. Just what a way to halt the momentum of, of, of potentially going on a little bit of a run. Um, the question I was going to ask you, Russ, is how much... Rich. It's rich. Russ? What did I say? <laughs> I'm just plucking names out of anywhere. Why, why have I called you Russ? I know I've got a receding hairline. I made it like Russell Slade, but you know. <laughs> Jesus. Christ. Take your hat off. <laughs> Unbelievable. Right. What I was going to ask you, Rich, is um, how much of a disrespect have we, have we, Yeovil fans, been to Taunton? How much of a big day for Taunton is it? And how much of a, uh, an amazing feat is it going to be to see them get pulled out of the hat? at the very least, on Monday evening? To be honest, um, I kind of think some fans have forgotten how close the gap's now got. Because mm. obviously, growing up, Taunton were always the little neighbour that no one really seemed to care about. Um, you know, it was, it was obviously Weymouth was the main... Again, I'm swearing on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, the team down the road. That's all we cared about, really. Um, Taunton, I guess, a little every now and again, they would make something happen, you know, the Vars final and stuff like that. Um, yeah, it was a big day out for the Taunton fans yesterday. Um, I saw people who hadn't been for an away game for a, a little while, um, as you call them, the happy clappers. I, so, I suppose you call them. Um, yeah, it what <laughs> it was quite funny actually because. Um, as I said on Thursday, where my parents, uh, my mum lives, sorry, is right opposite the ground. Um, and they've actually set up a tent, a marquee tent already in preparation in case it goes to a replay. So I was saying to my mate, Chester, I, I, I said, hmm, little bit, is that not uh, too early to put that sort of thing in place? You know? <laughs> wow. It sounds like uh, the <laughs> Yeovil weren't perhaps anticipating a replay and have left it late to get the ticket order in, hence the reason that 
it's all over the phone and a little bit close to i think you gotta pick them up pick them up tuesday for tuesday before tuesday yeah yeah, yeah. Um, or at the ground an hour before kickoff. There is going to be a member of staff at the ground at the away end for people mm. who can't pick them up. It's it's difficult. This whole thing about you know respect the you know the respect for Taunton because our, uh, having watched us play abysmally against them twice in two preseason friendlies, albeit you know early in preseason. Uh, getting things up and running, I think, and and quite a few of us were at those games, and I I think we sort of expected a difficult, difficult game, and I think the the manager's comments yesterday saying, what was it? The fans stayed with us as long as they could. I think he he said and um talked about you know when you play against Premier League and Championship teams, and you know everyone raises their level for those games, which we've seen. Um, and um, I just didn't. I thought that was a bit of an odd line, because I I get it. I get that we're, uh, you know, we're a league above and you know a full time team, and we should put them away. But I don't think the fans' frustration, although the result hasn't helped, I think there's so much bubbling up at the moment that it's a lot more than the result of that game i think the whole context around things at the moment and just the inconsistency of it mm. just how we go from one performance to the next performance and it totally drops off it is it's don't say it <laughs> don't say it <laughs> well i don't know i'm not it's not the word i'm looking for but it, it it's one of those bizarre situations where i just, just fans are so unhappy and but there'll be there's questions about you know the manager's future and that sort of thing later on in the the GCQs. But I think there's the the sentiment at the moment. I don't see how it turns. I think Glove actually put a poll out on Saturday night and they they sent it to us yeah. on the GCQs and it's eighty percent. It's two hundred and ninety votes on it. Um, eighty percent want the manager out, 20% want the manager in. Did you guys vote? Out of curiosity. Did you in? <laughs> Did you, Ben? Did you in? <laughs> uh, I didn't, actually. Did you not? No. Okay. Did you? Maybe. <laughs> I know you don't want to say. I did. Okay. Yeah. Go on. Good. Great diversion. Moving on quickly. Yeah, I've... <laughs> uh... Honestly, I think I voted for Hargreaves to go. Whether it's too early, don't know. It's, a tr- it's such a tricky one because I just think the at- the whole atmosphere around the club at the moment it's it's weird. It's not a good weird. It's not a good weird. No, it's like I said in my conclusions. It's toxic in a way. And I think I think I, I'm going to I'm going to pull you up on a quote here, and this is the line of all the conclusions that stuck with me more than most. I've not heard anything like that since the dark days of Darren Way's time as manager and our slump out of the football league. That name, Darren Way, means 
two very, very different things to Yeovil Town fans, doesn't it? As a player, first ballot Hall of Famer, as a manager, maybe one of the most infuriating and, and, and poor in terms of what happened as a result. And that Darren Way era at the end of it was, it was horrific. I remember not cheering goals that we scored because it meant Darren Way was staying the job longer. I mean, was, it's, the, it's the reason we are where we are. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think your point there about it being toxic and it, and in comparing it to that era is is more damning than comparing the Taunton draw to the Weymouth draw or comparing Thatcher's apples with Thatcher's oranges or whatever it may be. I think that's 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 the line that really struck me about all of this. Yeah. And I think what that final conclusion shows, and because we always we always try and have half a mind here on the Glover's cast, don't we? That we recognise we're talking to a lot of social media and social media is loud, but it's a minority and polls and stuff should be taken with a pinch of salt. But when, when it stops being just social media and starts being Hewish Park, starts being the actual fans that go, and there was over 2,000 of them, Yeovil Town fans all crammed into one half of the stadium. When that happens... I think I think we're validated in saying this isn't just loud shouty yobs on social media. No, and I think the point I want to the point I'm trying to make here is that that swing of 80% or yeah, 80 to 20, that is a a big chunk of people. I think if you look at a poll and it's, you know, 52 48 <laughs> Oh, don't go in there, King. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's it's one of those where it's like, oh, like, you know, that's, you know, it's very tight, but it's going to be very, I, I do feel like it's going to be difficult for the manager to swing that opinion because, and like you said, it, when Hewish Park starts, mm. that's when you know it's, you know, it's more than just internet hoodies as our previous chairman used to whinge about um i think like i've said on the podcast before the barometer for me is when i'm sat in the stands watching and the people who don't normally say a lot start shouting sort out hargreaves or sort out sal like it was last season at points i it, it so okay know. then can i can i play devil's advocate there because yeah. Sal did. So what's yeah. saying Chris Hargreaves can't? Well, we were in, we had a cup run. Well, we still potentially have one. Yeah, I'm just playing yeah, devil. No, I'm just no, playing no, devil. Yeah, I know. Here. We, we, well, by the time we got to Christmas, we'd had a good cup run. We were on the outside of the playoffs and he got us playing. Plus, I think he had, you know, he had a bit in the bank in terms of fan support because mm. of the previous two years and what he'd been through. Yeah. Do you know what I think it is as well? I think it also it's because it's a manager that was liked. Yeah. Because when Hargreaves was appointed, everyone was like, oh, okay. Not what we were expecting. You know, we all thought it would be Jamie McAllister. Yeah. Um, Hope, I think, is the... <laughs> we checked. Yeah. We, we checked. It wasn't. Yeah. Don't worry. It wasn't going to be. It's fine. Um, yeah. Yeah, I know. I I really know what you mean. Again and again, I'm just trying to play devil's advocate here. Chris then came on the came on Glover's cast, spoke really well, spoke really positively, and I thought we started the season quite well. But things have taken a nosedive 
pretty quickly. I mean, to go from being, oh, this is good, this, drawing against Wrexham, probably should have beat Barnet, probably should have got more out of Scunthorpe, blah, 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 to, Jesus Christ, this is as bad as we had with, with Darren Way. That's a nosedive and a half very, very quickly. And yet, what I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm understanding and I'm listening to commentary and I'm, I'm trying to, to get different opinions, which is why I've loved having you pick, play a part of the Glovers cast. And we had Jake Gallagher last week to, trying to, is I feel like there's still a separation between management and players. And I think that's a difficult thing. If you have, with Saul, you had a group. Yeah. Saul had Charlie Lee. He had Luke Wilkinson. He had his guys. I feel like there's still the separation of if Hargreaves were to be replaced, there's enough in the group of players that we're still happy to back them and be behind them and fancy that they could turn things round. I don't think it needs a whacking great overhaul of the squad, for example, to change things. Does, do not, does, that, does that make sense? Do you not think it also comes with the backing from up above as well? Oh, I mean, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean... You talk about things like culture and you talk about how a football club feels in its environment. That's a whole top to bottom, left to right. Everyone from chairman owners to the tea ladies in the, in the bars. It's a whole tea, thing. Tea men. Tea men, tea ladies, tea penguins. You know what I mean? It's a whole thing. Yeah. Absolutely everyone has to buy into one thing. Yeah. So I, I completely agree, but... Yeah, it's a strange thing that I still see the squad and the management separately, and I didn't get that with Zal. They were all one unit. And even more so with Charlie Lee. You know, think how oh, yeah. how positive that yeah. end of season was with Charlie Lee managing. And I don't at no point do I think Charlie Lee was the right manager to take the club forward. But I think the atmosphere and the environment that he created was better than what it was under Sal. I think it. I think towards the end of Sal's time, I think it probably was a bit difficult for some of those players. And Charlie Lee coming in just lifted it. Everyone seemed to be a lot more happier. Um, even, even in that ridiculous final game of the season, with Staunton in charge. Yeah, I, I think I think we underestimate just how ridiculous it was that he managed to cobble together. 11, 12, 13 people willing to travel to the other end of the country to play Altrincham on what was a huge day for Altrincham as they were turning full-time and all of their legends from the part-time era were retiring on that day. To go to there and to not only just rock up and just not pass the ball sideways for 90 minutes, but to go and win a game of football was utterly bonkers. And I just, you know, without wishing to be Thursday's podcast... Um, are, are they going to do that at Oldham? Are they going to have that about them at Oldham if, if Tuesday goes badly? I don't know. And that's sad that I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It feels, um, I don't know. It just feels, doesn't feel very united. It doesn't. Across, across you know, across the piece. Supporters aren't behind what's going on. Um, they're not, <laughs> they're obviously not backing the manager or I think they are in a way, but when you see the same mistakes happening over and over and over and over again, how many times can you I moan that, about I... the same thing? Because it, that is what will happen. It, it, what happened under Darren way will happen again. And I think we've already seen it. People say, you know, the 
people didn't go on Saturday because they couldn't sit in their normal seat because the screw fix down was shut, regardless of why that was. That's turned people off. I think the football and the, the performance on Saturday will probably turn people off from going to the well, what's the next home game, older shot on a Tuesday night during half term when people go away and all of that type of thing might struggle to get people there and all these things are just going to spiral up again and you're going to be back to but, but also half term half term you send you're then looking right how can we entertain the kids what can we do for the kids well i tell you what go and be oldham on saturday and you've got a chance of selling a few more tickets take them to the signet healthcare community stadium apparently so apparently so <laughs> <laughs> no i i know what you're saying ben i know what you're saying but you know i mean it just feels like we, we are we are missing we had a we had a local derby against taunton on saturday and decided we better shut us shut a stand <laughs> yeah i still find that weird but there we go there must be lots of it somewhere yeah, yeah i'm sure there is i'm sure there is um Anything else to talk about from Taunton? Well, let's 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 talk about Taunton again because we've got to do it on Tuesday. Um, yeah. uh, the draw on Monday. I mean, there'll be people listening to this probably on Tuesday morning that already know what the draw is. Um, is it really bad of me to not want a very good draw at all? I don't want anything to inspire Taunton Town at all. I do not want Charlton away. I do not want a very good League One team paying you a visit because suddenly. Taunton Town will turn around and go, yeah, we'll have a bit of Ipswich at our place. Paul Warns Derby coming to town. Uh, exactly. <laughs> you would not want that, would you? You would not want a really, really, really enticing tie. You know, imagine imagine being drawn away at Pride Park. Yeah. Do you know, I was actually just saying this to um, one of my friends who is organising getting my ticket for me to, um, because um, unfortunately I can't get to Taunton tomorrow. Um, I was just saying to him, uh, having a big draw for example like a Plymouth a Sunderland mm. something like that is a massive carrot at the end of the stick and that is what Taunton want ideally on a Yeovil point of view you want a draw like uh just looking at teams who have gone through like Colville Town something yeah. like that that's what you want <laughs> yeah I, I couldn't agree more I couldn't agree need more. a market no, yay town. <laughs> Give me South Shields away. Um, yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. It needs to be a very boring draw, I think, for Yeovil to get the most out of it. It needs to be really poor. Yeah, yeah. there were a few shocks, weren't there? Needham Market did Maidstone, and then Maidstone's manager went on an almighty rant. Uh, is it a shock to say Weymouth got through against Haven and Waterlooville? That's a shock, isn't it? Well, yeah, Weymouth winning a game is a bit of a surprise, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Hereford did Bromley. That's a shock. Um, Colville beat Notts County. Colville did Notts County. That was the shock. <laughs> uh, Blythe took Wrexham to a replay. Uh, who else? I'm sure there was something else. Oh, Sal Shields did Scunthorpe as well. Yeah. And Ham- Hampton and Richmond held Torquay and have taken it back to their, to their place. Their place, formerly known as the Chris Sweet Stadium, I think. The... Oh, hi, Chris. How are you doing? I'm not, I'm not sure what it's called this season. They do a raffle. Oh. They do a, people enter a raffle, and at the start of the season, they draw a name, and that person, that winner, is the name of the sponsor of the stadium. <laughs> Perhaps we should do that again. Well, <laughs> what was it? The Preston Plucknet Post Office or something, wasn't it? One. Knowing our luck. 
knowing our like signet healthcare community center or when it <laughs> cv leisure oh no careful um <laughs> we had a statement on friday didn't we we did that dated the podcast yeah well um yeah i suppose the main thing from that one is martin stars to become the ceo and be appointed as a director of the oval town the oval football and athletic club uh so a bit of movement on the board although martin's been involved over the last few months i think we've all seen him there (laughs) plenty of times um what else was there Latest accounts, the Overtown Holdings Limited off £600,000 worth of shareholder loans, which is good. Yeah, very good. Um, 600 grand, we haven't got to find out somewhere else down the line. So yeah, yeah. very good. <laughs> um, development of the land, assembling a plan. Um, and I thought the most interesting thing was we are continuing our discussions with potential investors to become part of the football club and the door is open for anyone to approach the club with an interest in being involved with the ownership of the club. Julian. Which feels like a bit of a, I don't know, came across to me as a bit of a plea for help. <laughs> anyone got <laughs> to Do you know what I mean? Like, like, I'm all for doors being open. I'm all for it. But, you know, it... Do you not do, think it sounds desperate? Do we need to worry? Do we need do we need a cup run? I think <laughs> I would imagine. I, I, I would I would hope sincerely there are enough people there that would not plan for a cup run. You cannot plan for a cup run. And if anyone at Yeovertown Football Club has budgeted for a cup run, then they, that is a derelict of duty. You have to assume you go out in all cups at the first possible point, don't you? Surely. And then anything on top is a bonus. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. But yeah, I just thought that was an interesting line. You know, it's not one ever that we've really heard, really. It's always been the club is not up for sale. I'm, you know, this, that and the other. Um, But a bit of a change of of tone in a plea for board members. But I, I feel that with the way of the world at the moment, particularly in our country, and cost of living, et cetera, et cetera. I wonder how many people are going to be looking at putting money into football clubs right now. It's probably not probably not a very long list. No. Um, the shape of the world. Buy well, you a million's ticket. Keep your fingers crossed. I do it every <laughs> week. Every week. <laughs> every I probably could have bought the club by now, the amount of Euro billions tickets I've bought. <laughs> <laughs> I probably could have bought the football club by now, but I just had to put a quid under my son's uh, pillow uh, for the tooth fairy. So I'm out this week. Sorry, lads. Just to keep his teeth, keep his teeth for a couple of weeks. Okay, are we are we done thinking about Saturday? I don't or want to can... try and be a negative Nancy on my first time on the pod, guys. To be honest, uh, it's that type of show. <laughs> <laughs> it's that type of show. I think you know all we can do is hope and pray to Andre Stolchers that. Something comes good. <laughs> You're right, Ben. Where did he come from? Don't say that, Ben. Um, <laughs> Andreas, don't pray to Andreas Dolchers. There's your title. Okay. I'll bet right down. pray to Andreas Dolchers. <laughs> that being God. Yeah. 
Um, are we ready for some questions? Do we want I've to do questions or do you want ne- anything to never, say? Anything never been else, more ready. Never been, been more ready for questions. Ready. Okay. 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 Right. We'll go to, I've got the Facebook ones. Have, you, have you got them? Because we haven't got our social media yeah. editor with us this evening. Yeah. He's, no. off, he's off in Italy um, <laughs> trying to find, well, he's, he's trying to get some some real mobsters on board just in case we need a bit of backup at any point. Um, so I'm reliably informed. But either that or he's trying to bring Tammy Abraham home with him. <laughs> Did you say real mobsters? Yeah. Ah. I thought we wanted Gennaro Gattuso. He'll do. That's, or Tammy Abraham. That's what I, Well, I'd take Gattuso what, now. What about... <laughs> I think he would improve our midfield. Do we have Jose? No. What? No. I don't want Jose. No. We've had, we've had, we've had our own Jose, do you remember? The one that shall not be named. The oval special one. I, uh, yeah, but I'd rather have the actual special one. He wins ah, okay. stuff. Okay, right. Lee Riggs, when was the last game that you actually enjoyed watching? I can't think of many since the Torquay 6-2 game. Was a good game, that one. I actually enjoyed the Chesterfield game and we didn't even win it. 2-2. The the Desmond? Yeah, that was a really enjoyable game of football. It was entertaining, end-to-end. We played well. Yeah, we didn't, you know, didn't get the win in the end, but I actually enjoyed that game. Rich? I'm trying to think back. I think probably the one that I felt we played really well was uh, Stevenage Cup game last year, I think. Yeah. That was an enjoyable game. <laughs> yeah, it was. It may not yeah. more games have passed since then, but yeah, I remember coming away from that thinking, yeah. We had Stockport at home as well, which when we won that one, that was a good game. Mm-hmm. Um, was that the game when Nerfville scored? We had a, a couple of good yeah, good ones at the yeah, a couple of good ones at the end of last season. Ben, what about you? Um, Yours are a bit more sporadic, aren't they? they oh, are. I know which one you're going to say. I I I enjoyed, I nearly enjoyed Barnet at home. <laughs> I nearly did. <laughs> um, unfortunately, you are probably right in what your what your guess is. I I did enjoy. Um, I did enjoy Wrexham away. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That was where I was thinking you were going to go. Yeah. There's, there's no way around it. That was, that was pretty, pretty special. What was the last game you enjoyed at Hewish Park? Legends game. There you go. Legends game. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't that long ago. No. Before that, it would have been, <laughs> I went to the Woking one in the cup. Did I go to the cup game? I can't remember. I went to no, the you didn't game. go. It was a, it was a league Brody. game. Oh, okay. I went to a, I went to a league game. Wakefield and Knoll set each other up. Yeah, goals, two yeah. It wasn't a trophy game. That was when Yusuf scored two. Oh, uh, yeah. Right. So, yeah. yeah. There you go. Okay. Uh, John Margaret's asked for you guys. At what point is it the case of Hargreaves out? And is there any point in having that opinion, considering that he won't get sacked even if he relegates us? It's a long silence, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I've asked the question. So. Yeah, I, yeah, I noticed you did, didn't you? Well, Rich has already answered this one today. He has. You're right. So thanks. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, um, yeah, we'll move on. <laughs> ah, ben, are you are you going anywhere by any chance next week? And you're just keeping I your, might, are you keeping I your might, powder dry? I, I might be at Oldham, <laughs> and yeah, yes. Um, I I don't think there is any point in having the opinion. <laughs> I, I it, that's that's the thing. I think it doesn't make 
it's not going to make much difference until until it's we're bottom late. of the league and people stop <laughs> coming to games. The thing is, if if he was to go, I was thinking about this actually after voting yesterday. If he was to go, who would come in and replace him anyway? Liam Rossinia, Nigel <laughs> Adkins, me, Le- Leroy Rossinia, more likely. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what would happen, isn't it? That's exactly what would happen. Manager of EFL experience, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yogi's chosen one coming back. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. Could get manage anywhere he could. Um, yes, I yeah, I I it's a good point. I don't know. I, I don't know who there is in the summer. I think there was plenty, but you know, let's 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 get one thing straight. We wouldn't get no applications. We'd get hundreds of applications because that's Premier League former Premier League managers, yeah, former yeah. EFL managers. Not you, Holloway. Sit down. But wouldn't the stature go down? As in. The calibre of them, sorry. <sighs> Maybe. I mean, we're getting into that time of the season where sackings happen, aren't they? And people might mm. want to get back into work pretty quickly. Um, and the thing is, in uh, all of this, I don't think we've got that bad a squad. I think we've got... No, I think there's quite a good that's team what I was there. Earlier. That's it's what I was saying earlier. <laughs> yeah. It's separate, isn't it? It's not like other eras. It's separate. We're separating the two here. Yeah, yeah we've lost Finn Krask, but... I think that's a bit of a disappointing one as well to lose him. I think well, we've he was on the bench, then, wasn't he? Yeah, I know, and I think we've not given him. I don't think we gave him enough, enough of a chance. Because when he came on, he, he he did really well. I thought, but you know, go and get the feather at Woking. He's doing all right. I don't think that'll happen again, Ben. Okay, uh, over to Twitter. Stoney at Palace Club asks, Charlie Wakefield is, if you ask most fans, our best player. So where do you think he should be playing? Can't play wing back, not all that. As a striker, can he only play in one position? So I guess, do you think, let's, let's break this up. Do you think Charlie Wakefield is our best player? Yes. Going forward, yes. Interesting. Going forward, okay. Don't I don't know who our, I don't know who our best player going forward is. <laughs> it's him or Torre, isn't it? Jamie Record, probably. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe Pearson. From what we've seen of Charlie Wakefield this season, I don't think he's our our best best player. I mean, our best player is probably Josh Staunton this season or Grant Smith. Um, but Pearson played well yesterday. To be fair. Yeah, he's probably up there. He's, yeah. a, he's genuinely a real deal, I think. I think he's got a really long EFL career ahead of him, Pearson. I really do. So do we think Charlie Wakefield can only play in one position? That's the song goes. He's a star man. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I here's, think here's what I think about Charlie Wakefield. Because I, I, I said it at Aldershot. I said it on air on the BBC at Aldershot. He just looks like he needs a hug. He just looks a little bit down. So the answer to the question is, where do you play Charlie Wakefield? Wherever the damn well want, wherever the damn well Charlie Wakefield wants to play. And that's for me how I, if I was in a position of I had a squad low on confidence who needed a real boost, I'd be sitting Charlie Wakefield down and saying, you're my best player. You're my, you're my star man. Where are you most 
wanting to play? Where are you most comfortable? I'm then going to build my attacking unit around you. I value you that damn much. You are so important. I fought tooth and nail to keep you in the summer, offered you the contract. You sat on it, but we wanted you. We demanded that you stayed. How can I get the best out of you? Where do you want to play? And he goes, stick me on the right wing, gaffer. Stick me on the right of a three. Stick me on the right-hand side of a four in midfield. And you say, okay, I'm going to run with this for a little bit. And you give him all the confidence in the world and say, go and be my star man again. And if he doesn't, that's kind of on him then, isn't it? But that's, that's just me. That's how I would deal with a low on confidence player of this nature who maybe isn't, maybe isn't feeling as amazing as he should be. I think you should play him at left wing back. Why would you? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ben. No, you made a very good impassioned point and I did, I, didn't I? I did. Yeah, you ruined you did. it you ruined it with I agree game. and I've been chanting the 4-3-3 chant for some time um, <laughs> I think that's a, yeah either that or the right of a 4 is where we will get the best out of him I think I, still think, I think when we've got the strikers we, he needs to play where? he needs to play a Mike Bassett 4-4-2 four, four, on the right <laughs> wing good, good self-editing 4-4 four, four, frustrating 2 no yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd rather you swore and press the button <laughs> don't have a button Ben there's no button here um, okay uh, Debs Curtis asks Chris Hargreaves talks about players playing their socks off every game Pearson's socks are nearly off where's the shin pads he's got that whole Thomas Muller vibe going with a bit of the Grealishes yeah, yeah. Oh, is it Grealishes is it is it yeah. the same yeah very minimal shin pads don't know. Yeah, it's a bit weird, isn't it? Who else you see? There's, I'm sure there's other players. Claridge and bother, did he? Yeah. Rubbish. He's a, yeah, he's a bit of a you know what, isn't he? I'm less um, of a, I'm 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 less bothered about whether or not they work their socks off at the moment and whether or not they're putting their socks up. Yeah. Yeah, this is true. Good metaphor. Lots of socks. Um I, I quite enjoyed this reply to, to Dave's tweet because the tweet asking for questions was uh uh, we're back recording tonight re- to review yesterday's FA Cup stalemate. And uh, AJ Green, Glover Green, has said, stalemate is an incredible stretch of positivity by all accounts, which I just thought was uh, funny. Right, Clevo, happy with the Clevo yesterday. Um, could we go straight to penalties Tuesday night instead of putting our fans through the misery of a further 120 minutes? I, I really don't want a penalty shootout. Just on the off chance, it's as bad as last year's. <laughs> <laughs> go viral by hitting a steward with a flying penalty not for me that mm, and i i get is the weather going to be a bit rubbish on tuesday oh that oh that'll help <laughs> that's the worrying thing if it does rain there's um, no covers there is there well, it's, it's limited it's limited covering but also at the bottom end of the slope is where the water gathers and if it's rain if it carries on raining like it currently is where i am could be uh, questionable whether the game goes ahead, to be honest. Well, I've been checking mm-hmm. the uh, FA rules on ticket allocations this evening. Now it's time for me to check the FA rules on postponed replays. Two seconds. <laughs> Play it on Wednesday. Uh, and then we've got loads of Saturday, Tuesdays now as well, haven't we? So it's going to be a difficult, difficult squeeze in. Um, the Clevos also asked, where was the team that played so well versus Hol- Solihull the week before? We seem to struggle against sides who put men behind the ball. Would you agree that midfield is where we need to strengthen? How many questions you get in one tweet? <laughs> He's really <laughs> stretching the characters out. Yeah. Really stretching it out. 
well, like I said earlier, it, it, looking at the solid hole game and the game yesterday, it literally was looking at two different 11s. It was, it, you know, it just didn't look anything like the solid hole game. Yeah. At- and that's why I think, you know, it can't be just we've had Morgan Williams at right wing back. Like that that was the only difference. Morgan yeah. Williams at right wing back and Sam Pearson in for Lawson Diaz. Like there cannot be that one change or that two changes in terms of shape surely doesn't make that much of a difference to the performance because yeah 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 because I, I thought when I I I personally I was all for playing the same as close as we could to the week before and build that momentum and that's you know it sort of sounded what he was going for in the week he talked about consistency and building up consistency but the only thing we've got now is that we're consistently inconsistent that is where <laughs> that, that is where we are as a team um and i think i agree with clevo that midfield is where we need to strengthen i i think i don't know well you know i i talked about wanting a, a dale gorman type in there someone who puts himself about and can pass a ball would be quite handy. Not that Worthy isn't that. Worthy's very good at one part of that, I think, rather than the other putting himself about and um, winning tackles. Um, Something you need is like a Roy Keane sort of, you know, the guy hitting his head frantically like a caveman, you know. Come yeah. on! <laughs> <laughs> Can we find one of them before Tuesday? Yeah, um, caveman. Yeah, you know, it's a little bit... We like we talked about the other day, didn't we? Darren Ward, when Darren Ward came in, um, yeah, like that solidifying, experienced player. Well, what, wasn't he when he when he joined us? Yeah, that all yeah. just slot. I mean, Darren Ward was at the back. What yeah. was in midfield? I think wasn't he more so when we signed him? And it was just that experienced player who just told everyone just to calm the f down, and um, <laughs> everything's going to be fine. Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah, I, I, yeah, a midfielder, a midfielder, and that, I think Perry's a bit lightweight at the moment. I think he's probably got a big future in the game, but for what we need, he is. Uh, I think we need something different from him. And as we've talked about Lawson, with you know, we're now in a bit of a Lawson's got an injury. We don't know how long he's going to be suffering with that, and at what point he's going to be back, ready to go. Do you want some uh, replay postponement news? Yeah, go for it, please. Um, should the game be postponed on Tuesday, we would have to arrange a date within what's called the third window, which is the following Monday to Thursday. At any point during that gap, we would have to play. If the ground is deemed unsuitable during the third window, it can be reversed back to Hewish Park upon the agreement of both clubs and the association. If it's the third window in the fourth wall, uh, something like that, I think so. Yeah. Um, so, and if that happens, it's down to the FA to basically chuck us both out. So, if <laughs> <laughs> that's what it looks like, yes. Right. Well, like I said earlier, all we can do is say again. Sorry. They both got games on Tuesday. Taunton have got a game away to Oxford, and Yeovil are at home to Aldershot. Yeah. I believe I believe FA Cup would take precedence there and games would have to be postponed. Or, because it's a window, you could, in theory, play the Tuesday games as normal and then also play the Thursday. But that would be asking a lot. 
nobody wants that. No. Um, so there you go. Any other any other FA Cup rules we want before we move on? No, thanks. You want some ticket allocation rules? Are we okay with all that? It's up to you. Oh, do you do you want to do you want to give us ticket allocation rules? Yeah, or well, I don't know if we've got. Does that decent... not make for entertaining? Well, it depends. It depends what you. Do. It depends what you think is is entertaining. I'm entertained. I'm reading it. <laughs> Are you not entertained? <laughs> Rule twenty one, section A, point three. Very very okay. interesting stuff. Okay, so, go for it then. Tell us. Well, this is about the um. This is the in case of replays ticket allocation rules. Mm. Um, distribution of tickets, all rounds preceding the semi-finals. In case of replays, in case of replays, the club playing away in the replay must make a request for tickets prior to the original match to, or in order to ensure that the replay tickets are in possession of the club playing away in the replay at the latest immediately on conclusion of the original match. Apparently. What do you think that means? Well, it means that I think you have to prepare for a potential replay before the original fixture. Which Interestingly, we... the minimum you can charge for an FA Cup fourth qualifying round fixture for an adult is six pounds. That's the minimum you have to charge to ensure that all clubs are fairly... Um, what's the word? Compensated. Maybe. Okay. Uh, right. Another question? Or have you got more uh, FA Cup? I've got, I've got, I've got 30... 35 rules, each with their own subsections, and plenty of appendixes. Okay. So you, you, appendices. Appendices. You just uh, you just fire to me whenever you need a rule. Okay, I don't think I don't think that's how I want to spend the rest of my Sunday evening. So uh Elliot Watts, YTFC Watts, he asks yesterday was a sad sight, a stark reminder of where we were to what we are. What's needed to turn this whole thing around? And is it even possible? Or has years of stagnation ruined what was a great club with a big fan base forever. Thanks for the cheerful, uh, cheerful question. <laughs> Always appreciate that. Yeah, well done, Watsy. Yeah, cheers, mate. Light on the mood. Um, isn't that like a million pound question? Quite literally. Is that <laughs> what we do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, if we knew the answer to that, it'll be very easy, wouldn't it? You'd bottle it up and sell it. Yeah, it... I don't know. I don't know what. Because a big chunk of money. Don't you guys know of people who are currently staying away of what's because what's happened? Because I definitely know a few. Mm-hmm. Yeah, have been for a while. Yeah, we yeah. get messages fairly regularly. Yeah, yeah, I know plenty of people who stopped going during the Darren Way times and still aren't happy. So I haven't come back. I've got friends who, who've actually go to watch Taunton. <laughs> there you are. <laughs> then rather than watch Yeovil. Um, yeah, yeah. It's it is a shame. And I what what is what is Coatsy's famous line? Nothing changes till everything changes. Yeah. There you go, Dave. You're here in spirit tonight. Um Chris Sweet asks, does I perky? Me, do I wish the six-year-old's birthday party went to extra time and penos? <laughs> <laughs> I, I absolutely don't. But um, I know on Thursday when we recorded, I was a bit like, oh, I'm going to miss the football. Uh, the party was actually all right, and the football wasn't. So I think I think I lucked out there, got some cake. Um, At least the party had jelly and ice cream. Yeah, lots of free coffee. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 
hang on then, have we not just fixed the problems at Hewish Park? What's that? Yeah, cake everyone and... cake and jelly and ice cream. We're laughing. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, pay for it. Patches. Yeah. Coke floats. Give everyone Coke floats. Patches um, floats. Yes. Oh, there we go. Uh, Soylent Green asks, given our almost total lack of vim in front of goal, surely Tuesday is an ideal time to trial Scrimmy and Jimmy, if only for the rhyming opportunity. Hang on, I'm just have to Google what vim means. Is it like a shortened va-va-voom? Um, what do you Jimmy, think, Rich? Hey, look, Jimmy and uh, Scrimshaw, I did say that earlier. That's what I expected it yesterday yeah. there. It would be nice to see that sort of partnership, to be fair. Um, something new, something different might work. Who knows? I bet we play the same team. We can't. Why? Worthington's uh, got five yellow cards. That only applies That's to only the, in the league. league. Ah, okay. Yellow card accumulation bans are competition specific. Yeah, because he would have missed yesterday. He, he would have missed... The first game. Uh, okay. he, he misses um, Oldham. I, I, I can, yeah. what Sheridan was saying something that he misses the next game. But I'm guessing she meant Oldham. Yes. Yeah. He, he, yeah. He misses the next league game. Red card um, suspensions are not competition specific. So Jimmy Torrey served the last of his ban, but is available for Tuesday. Mm. This one's kind of related. Although, oh, did you find out what Vim means, Ben? Did you? Uh, yes. Uh, energy and enthusiasm. He was. In his youth, he was full of vim and vigour. Oh, that's like you're the vim of the podcast, Ben, aren't you? Am I? I think so. Jesus, that's a title. <laughs> <laughs> you're the vim. I don't know what anyone else is. Anyway. Um, that makes you the vigour. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure about that. The uh, A similar question from Chris Payne. Although we managed another Clino. Oh, no, no. What, <laughs> what will it take to try something different up front? Lack of goals is getting more and more concerning each oh. week. He, he, you know what happened there? He originally typed out the F word and thought, <laughs> no, I can't say that. So he deleted it and then chose the word concerning instead. Mm. Different up front then with Scrimmy and Jimmy. We're, we're all, are we all back in Scrimmy and Jimmy? I don't um, know what we're back in Scrimmy based on. Just 10 minutes at the end of a few games running about, but something Johnny, different, yeah. something different. <laughs> Benjani Senior. <laughs> yeah, fine <laughs> at this point. Fine. Do it. Uh, James Drew asks, should we completely close a screw fix stands next year as it makes good business sense? Can't imagine that'd be popular. <laughs> Deb says no. Oh. Um, um, isn't that where your seat is, Ian? Uh, that's where I go to sit when I'm not on the um not on the BBC yet. I will plonk myself in there and I've you know that's based on back it when it was the Bartlett stand always sitting oh, sitting in there yeah that's where my seat was yeah the Bartlett always was the Bartlett always is <laughs> yeah I do wonder what my um uh what my employer would say if we suddenly stopped playing in the <laughs> this is a fair point you know in the stand a fair suddenly... point Although everyone has said screw fix stands an awful lot recently. Yeah. So the brand name is out there. Do you know it what is, I yeah. Um uh I was listening to a radio station uh talk sport the other day, and they were saying, isn't it more um gonna gonna be likely if this financial crisis carries on for more clubs to try and request 
uh, A, stands closing, and B, kicking off earlier to save floodlights? Yeah. Short answer. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised it hasn't happened a little bit more. I know a few have at regional level at the north. A few have got... Um, have been requesting in, in northern areas to to kick off earlier. I know a number of... It's already dark up north, though, isn't it? It is. It's pitch black. It is. <laughs> All the time. The yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I do think that'll happen. And, I, and the, the general consensus seems to be um, if both clubs are happy about it and give their supporters enough notice, it can be arranged to kick off earlier. You know, I think... Uh... If we are in dire straits that it's been rumours money-wise and we all know that we're struggling, surely it would make financial sense to close the screw fix for the next season. Do you have to pay rent on, on, a, stadium, or... on a stand that isn't open? Do we get 25% off the rent? <laughs> we're not paying any rent yet. No, that's true. Well, the clock's ticking on that, though. Um, I do... Yeah, but what about all those people who've got season tickets in that stand? Talk about a brilliant way to oh. piss off a customer. <laughs> Sorry, you can't sit here anymore. You wouldn't be able to close it anyway, would you? Because of the control room and the press box. So, mm. Mm. And you would have to offer the away seating area still. So not only are you closing that side, you're also then putting potentially a couple of hundred away fans on the other side. Like what happened yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. And we got a crowd of 3,000 there, which is... Biggest of the season, I think, isn't it? Yeah. So far, yeah. Yeah. So far, bless you. But still 900, you know, 900 plus, wasn't it, from Taunton? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Away fans. So yeah. it was still around the 2,000. I think it was just under 2,000 Glovers, albeit I, some Glovers were in the Taunton end. I assume, I assume Tuesday will be a sellout. Two and a half thousand? That'll be a sellout, wouldn't it? That'll be fun. I would have thought so. The thing is, it's a bit strange how tickets aren't being made available for home supporters online. You have to physically go to the clubhouse tomorrow to pick them up. That's odd, isn't it? Very strange. Do you think everyone just didn't anticipate a replay? (laughs) Nobody's prepared for this. Someone did because they built a marquee behind the home end. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Odd. Odd. Okay, uh, another question here. Joshua Frank Pitt, who is your best and worst one-game wonder player? Someone who only ended turning out for YTFC once and why? Who would you have liked to have seen more of? It's a great question, isn't it? Cool. It is. It's a thinker, isn't it? It's a, it's a thinker. Right, brain. One I, game I'll wonder. See, one person who I do remember having one game was Lee Matthews. Yeah. Eight. Yeah. That's a blast in the past, isn't it? Was it was that on loan, Bristol City? Yeah, making that up. And I remember sitting. It was a Cheltenham. I think it was against Cheltenham at home, and it was nil nil, and it was probably a worse nil nil than yesterday. <laughs> Blimey! No, 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 See, we did on. have them. We did come have them on. back along as well. Um, we have had a Sam Johnson. Never played at Hewish Park, but played for us. Oh, yeah. Did he play 45 minutes? No, he played the full game away at Blackburn in the championship. Broke his thumb in the warm-up, still played, and then loan was uh, ended. Uh, yeah. So he was he proved to be a good one, future England international. 
Yeah, probably largely down to us. That I, I completely rather yeah. than his, you know, Manchester United stuff. Yeah, um, I'm trying to find a page that we've got on the website with. Oh, that spreadsheet to me ages. Um, just one. Flavian Belson. There you go. Did go Kelly Yuga play more than once? Kelly Lu- Kelly Yuga's a one game wonder. Yeah. Um. He he never played at Hewish Park either. He played away. Um. Rory Fallon. No, he played. I think he played. A f- he had two loan spells with us. You're right. Yeah. Gonna, yeah. yeah. I remember the first one because it was a one goal, one game, wasn't it? Yeah. He he's un he's unbeaten at the World Cup, by the way. Great That's stat for Roy Fallon. <laughs> um, um, Zumana Bakayogo. Yes, good name. Uh, Tommy Doherty. He played once. Craig Eastman played once. He's now playing for Sutton, isn't he? Yeah, captain. Um, I think. I'm going Flavian Belson because he started, came out of nowhere, got sent off, and then went back to the France fifth division. For the worst. Jack Storer. Do you remember him? Oh God, he was <laughs> yeah. he was yeah, I didn't like him. He was rubbish. Yeah. Um those are the ones the most recent ones. I've seem to remember I'm gonna look up this Tommy Doherty, because I seem to remember him coming with a bit of a decent reputation. Here's where I Google him and he's an absolute wrong one. Tommy Doherty. Yeovil. Play for Bristol City. We had a moment, yeah, he played 189 times for Bristol City and joined us on loan from Queen's Park Rangers for one game. After that, he played for Wickham. Decent amount of time at Wickham. Uh, yeah, I don't know. He's one that sticks out. I remember him being all right, I think, based on one game. <laughs> oh, illness. Injury, I don't know. Anyway, there you go, Ben. That was a question for you, really. But well, and we answered it uh, sufficiently. <laughs> Sam Johnson, best Flavian Belson, worst. Okay, and Don Gibson asks the statement What will come first, Priestnell getting bored of the ever decreasing financial opportunities or AFC Yeovil? Another cheerful one there. Yeah, that was a cheerful one. Don't worry, there's a nice cheerful one to end on. Okay. <laughs> or a, a food-based discussion one to end on, which we know you, you all love. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's... I think AOC Yeovil is becoming more and more likely. I mean, that's why the council have done what the council have done, yeah. <laughs> to preserve football in Yeovil Town, in, in Yeovil, for the future. If it wants to go bang. There would be a, a facility there ready for a football club to come in and use. So Western <laughs> sports usually using Hewish Park. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's when you don't win games, <laughs> all these things crop up, don't they? Yeah, and that's why <clears throat> all along, as soon as Chris Argus was appointed, I I don't know if I said it on the podcast. I certainly said to people that he needs to win matches early because people are going to turn quickly if not just because of the situation last season and that festering sort of disappointment resentment everything um yeah and i think we're now kind of seeing that 
probably a little bit sooner than I thought we would. <laughs> Here's a question for you. Do you think promotion to the championship was the worst thing that happened to the club? No. No. Can't ever take that away from us. Can't ever taint. What happened afterwards, um, the inability to, to structure properly in League One and League Two, they were far worse. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Two, two dinosaurs hanging on rather than selling the club. Yeah. At the time when... Oh, look, you're one league off the Premier League. Why didn't... <laughs> I got asked that question yesterday by... Yeah. And I just thought I'd bring that up. No, I would never want to have... Not have that. You can't take away memories, can you? No. 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 Okay, and to finish us off this evening, we have a question from another question from James Drew. Chinese or Indian, and what is your order? I've actually had Chinese tonight. Have you? So, what you have? And it, it wasn't a choice of Chinese or Indian, but I just felt like a Chinese. Um, so I am a fan of crispy shredded beef. So we had that. And uh, the wife is a bit of a classic sweet and salted, uh, sweet and sour chicken balls, but we swap out sweet and sour and have curry sauce and, and an egg that's fried rice. That's and a little bit Indian though. Okay. Um, and an egg fried egg fried rice and spring rolls is what was on our order tonight. But I have been, sometimes I'll have a Szechuan chicken, um, mix it up a little bit. But yeah, that, that's my Chinese order tonight. Very nice. Sounds delightful. Mm. China, go on then. Chinese, 100%. We've got, in a small little town that I live, we've got a choice of two. And... You go one for one thing, one for the other. It's sweet and sour chicken balls. Sweet and sour chicken balls. Um, crispy chili beef and crispy duck. That's got to be done. Ben? Chinese by a country mile. It's not even close. Uh, order would be um, some Chinese roast pork. Um, I do like uh, salt and chili chicken. And if it's afternoonish rather than tea time, um, any range of meat-based dim sum is just next level cuisine. It's pretty much she doesn't she doesn't listen to the podcast, but it's pretty much why I married into a Chinese family. <laughs> Less so for the wife, more so for the fact that I knew I was going to eat well. Uh, yeah, I do think I would say if I was given the choice, if someone said, "Do you want to go out for a Chinese or an Indian?" I would say, "Let's go out for an Indian." I would prefer to have an Indian out. Clearly, you haven't got any good Chinese restaurants near you. I don't think we do. No, not actual restaurants. Oh, there's, there's not many. Come on up. Come on up. I'll treat you. Maybe I'm running down here. No, no. It was, um, yeah. So I would like all the sides and everything you get with an Indian. For me, that's unbeatable. Come up. I'll take you to, uh, I'll take you to, to Sinki near, near me. Okay. All right. Beautiful. Beautiful. Cool. Should we go and watch Leeds as well? No, <laughs> even more depressing. <laughs> well, that's it for tonight, I think. On to Tuesday and a replay. Oof. <laughs> Let's hope Thursday's cheerful, should we, Ben? <laughs> oh, geez, it better be because I've got to order on Saturday. 
Yeah. Feel sorry for me, boys. I've got to go and witness it all again. <laughs> yeah, but it's fine. You can just take your shirt off, go back on the other end and start cheering if it all goes tits up. Yeah. True. There was no yeah. half, half scars yesterday. Quite disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen, seen that picture of uh, uh, someone at the old firm with a um, Celtic in one quadrant, ranges in the other quadrant, Celtic, and then rate like it's... I don't know if it's just someone taking the piss, but there's a brilliant picture. Uh, like There's someone behind them making the like strangest face ever, like of disgust that someone's <laughs> in both. Um, I wonder if it's a, like a stag do prank or something, maybe. But Well, enjoy the game on Tuesday, Rich. I'm, 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 sure, it'll be, I'm sure it'll be great. Uh, the quality will be high. In the wind and rain <laughs> at the Signet. Well, uh, the Signet Healthcare Community Stadium will be rocking. There's 300 Yeovil supporters. <laughs> Brave it. I'm sure it'll be fine. Hashtag win them all. See you next week. <laughs> the quadruple's still on. There we go. There's the positivity. The quadruple is still on. Thanks for joining us, Rich. Really appreciate it. And Thanks, cheers, Ben, as always. Cheers, guys. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Boris backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris, expanding by the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Six minutes gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trump. Goal!